Hello and welcome to the Counterpress Podcast. I am your host, Kirk Kinsey. With me tonight is Josh Cacho. We're a couple days late, everybody. I'm sorry. Josh, have you fully recovered from that 3-2 loss to Monterey? I mean, it almost feels like it's something that we've had to get used to as of late, unfortunately, Mm. right? Losing in some of these bigger tournaments, right? This is the third kind of big moment we've lost to a... um, to a Liga Mekis team, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when it's really come down to it. And again, like there's there's a multitude of, fa- of factors at play, right? Some yeah. of which that we enjoy talking about because it allows us to just continue to direct our fire towards the, the structure of US soccer as a whole and, <laughs> and Major League Soccer. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then obviously some of it is some frustration and and how we c- how LAFC continues to play in some of these bigger games, right? And, um, and again, like, I think now that the high of having one MLS cup is starting to wear, wear off a little bit, right. That we've, we set our sights on bigger things and started off looking really good in, in those competitions only to fall short again. And again, you start to wonder why, why is it right? Is it sim- Is it something as simple as what Trendle has been talking about? And we've been talking about to be fair um, for a long time. And is it just the roster built and the roster structure that major league soccer retains you know but you know or do you or you know and so are we limited to doing what how seattle had to do it where you compete and you compete at the cost of everything else yeah everything else going on or or can you truly compete on multiple fronts right the way the way that trendle said is had that you know that was the goal that was set earlier in the year now i i do start to wonder and fear that in, in attempting to to compete for everything you end up with nothing right mm-hmm. and that is a very real scenario in this case because at this point right it does look like supporter shield is out the window right probably not going to to chase that um, yeah you know yeah. you can now you can get you can you can definitely chase a top seed in the west that you're for, well within reach there which i think that's probably a good goal there because that does secure you likely it will likely secure you champions league right at that yeah. point no now, it will so it will right uh if you are top seed in your in your conference you have one right one so one of those top seeds obviously gets supporter shield and the other gets the the ccl champions cup whatever it's called now the birth right uh mm-hmm. that birth for the for the league yeah and so yeah so that's i mean again we're, but you're now in a situation where it becomes, you know, like I said, you have two opportunities left, but you're out of open cup as well, right? And so again, and and when we lost out of open cup, you're you're relatively okay with it, right? Given the circumstances and yeah. what we were chasing at the time, um, but again, you you also want to make sure that you have something to come, you know, that you don't come back empty-handed in the, in the same moment. And again, again, it does feel like we're getting to this point where, you know, you're you're starting your opportunities are starting to, to, you know, come far and few between at this point. And so, you know, do they have enough to, I mean, again, we've looked, we look great through the tournament where will this continued rest do them some good? Will we get Carlos likely to get Carlos Vela back now into league play rested? Absolutely. You know, so I do think that it's not the end of the world. Right. And, and, and we, and I've seen enough promising things that I think with the amount of time that they'll now have on the training pitch, it will lend, it will, and, you know, like it will lend to some good things on the pitch. 
you know? But, yeah. Yeah. So since, since coming back after that layoff uh, and that like skid that they had in the month of June, basically um, they have looked incredibly surgical, right? Seven on Juarez, four on RSL, two in the first half against, against Monterey, a very good Monterey team. Like, uh, this is again one of those moments where we point out, like, hey, this is international caliber competition, right? Mm-hmm. Um, not every Liga Mekis team that you're going to play in this competition is, like Juarez, for example, but Monterey is. Like, you're talking top three teams in the continent, right? When you talk about them, uh, this is a team that I'd argue probably top two, right? It's- Usually Tigres or Monterrey. Uh, yeah, America, right? Um, I mean, but as of late. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, just in terms of like, you know, over the course, yeah, historically, yeah. yes, you're right. So, it, but I mean, regardless, they're they're top, right? They're class. Mm-hmm. They're class everywhere you look on that field. Yeah, and I think um, the they are the most expensive roster, hands down. I think I so. I think you're right. Top and so bottom. for LAFC to come out and look that good in the first half, legitimate, like legitimately good, like, hey, you can have the ball. You guys want the ball so bad, you can have it. It's like that, like the classic fighting example, right? Where you're going to use their, somebody's aggression against them. Yeah, right? the rope They're Yeah. They're going to punch themselves out. They're going to miss on a, on a big cross or something. And boom, you hit them with the counter. And LAFC, like like we've talked about, are surgical on the counter. Um, problem is, is and and Trundolo talked about this. Monterey has a depth that LAFC can only dream of, and we'll get to we'll get to this and we'll get to like the structural problems with the league on that in a second. But they can bring in solutions, and I, I don't mean solutions in, in like that trite kind of way that so many coaches do, like oh. We don't call them subs. We call them solutions, right? What is it? Greg calls them something goofy too. Greg Berhalter. I can't, he might call them solutions. I can't remember. Um, I mean, like they can bring in like actual uh, answers to problems on the field. Like, oh, we don't have, uh, we don't have somebody to drive the ball forward in the midfield right now against whatever LAFC is doing. Boom. Here you go. We don't have enough pace on the wing. Boom, here you go. And like it's legitimate answers. Right. Well, I mean, like, let's put it this way. Major League Soccer rosters at this point have a counter for the counter. But Monterey has a counter for the counter for the counter. Right? Like when the game starts, right? They this, you know, like however it plays out, you're gonna have to make an adjustment one way or another, right? Most be most now, I think even LAFC have one adjustment to make. Mm. Right. What Monterey is able to do is even after you make your adjustment, they can make one more, right? With 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 a level of quality that you could, like you're saying, that you can only dream of. And I think that's probably as it pertains to roster build, that's that's something again, you you not very many teams have, not even every yeah. Liga Mekis team has, right? Where you you can you can play, you can say, we're gonna come out in a four four two and play this way. Well, LAFC is gonna sit back and, and counter. Well, yeah. now I can bring on X players to adjust to that. And if LAC makes one more change, I can still do one more thing. And mm, interesting to, yeah. to Monterey's credit, I think they were able to do that because yeah. they used every sub. I mean, I think they went used them early. Yeah, yeah, 
because that was the that's I think that early sub was what drew LAFC's first adjustment. And once we they found that adjustment, is it really an it. adjustment? Uh, I mean, that's that's the, for, to discuss. for for Buke, right? And again, this is this is like what you're like you're saying. Like, there's not a there's not a whole lot of change of pace subs that you can make. There's not a whole lot of different looks that they can throw out. Um, so, a couple things on this. Um, Monterey is really effective in the second half, and especially once they got that like in the build up to the penalty, they're more they're threatening, 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 threatening. LAFC are having more and more trouble getting the ball and then staying on the ball, especially. Um, and we'll talk about that as well, but th- it, that like the attack just keeps coming and coming and Monterey just keeps pulling the right string every single time. Another sub, mm-hmm. more success, another sub, more success. And LAFC doesn't have anywhere to go, right? They needed subs in the midfield. They don't have them. Timothy Tillman's coming back from an injury. Kellen Acosta's gassed because he's coming back from an injury, right? It's it's unfair to ask them to do much more than that, right? Duenas is like a 19-year-old kid against, again, one of the best teams in North America. Like, you can't bring him in just to be like, hey, you're going to go solve this problem. I love, I love his game. I love it a lot. But, like, he's not the kid you can throw out at the 60th minute and be like, hey, we're getting swarmed right now. We need you to go hold on to the ball against <laughs> against all these, uh, you know, international class players. Uh, it's just it's they're out of options, and that's the league's fault. That is MLS's fault. It's by choice. It's by design. And to be honest, that kind of that kind of choice, that kind of decision making, makes me care less about the competitions that they get them into that they get themselves into it makes me care less about the league it makes me care less about the franchises right because it's like do you guys really want to be big like big teams do you want to be ambitious teams or do you just want to see revenue and i, I mean like, I, it's I, it's I, tough right because this is this is not unique to major league soccer right mhm this is this is the case for every other professional league the United States offers, right? NBA, Major League Baseball, whatever it may be. However, it's one thing to do that when you're at the top of the hierarchy, right? It's one thing to do it as the NBA. We're going to create parity within our lone league because mm-hmm. there's no one else that's really going to challenge what you're doing. Yep. Same thing with the NFL. Same thing with Major League Baseball, right? Like, for as good as some of the other baseball leagues are in the world, the goal is still for every the best player for every country to get to yeah. Major League Baseball, right? Um, because that's where you're going to get paid. Um, with soccer, it is not the case that Major League Soccer is the number one place you want to be. Technically, if you want to get paid, the number one place to be is Saudi Arabia, right? <laughs> And then after that, you have a multitude of leagues to be able to choose from, right? And so at this point, you're just shooting yourself in the foot by trying to employ, you know, because again, because I think we're we're talking about a global game. We're not talking about a domestic league yeah. that is known to be the best, right? So again, you can do that in the major league, in, in basketball. Um, because again, when you've already collected all the best players in the world, you kind of want to create some kind of parity, 
right? Because you don't want to see all of them on the same team or whatever it may be, because no one wants to see the Lakers win 18 championships or Celtics win that many. You know, like if you want to see our, to keep people interested, you need to see some parity, right? Within the other pyramids of soccer, you do have that in the, you know, you have something for every, you know, at every level of soccer, there's something for someone to hope for, right? Yeah. Whether it's just to stay up or to get up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, now, people, truly, people are going to. Only, only five teams win all of the, yeah. you know, every competition, right? The, which is why the Super League became even a, like the Super League was even broached, right? Yeah. But again, if you're a Major League Soccer, I don't, I don't quite see the logic in, in hamstringing yourself on the world stage. So eh, here's my most charitable take. MLS is ready to push the boundaries on what they're doing. They signed Lionel Messi, right? There's clearly more interest in Miami for bigger and, and better players. There's interest in Los Angeles. There's interest maybe in New York. I don't know. I couldn't tell you what city or, or Red Bulls are doing as an organization. Uh, don't really care about them, to be honest. But again, we're, we're going with the most charitable take. There's interest in building bigger rosters. There's interest in doing it. And one way that you have to, uh, one like one of the more effective ways that you have to attract that bigger talent and make sure that they know that they can come and get meaningful games is say, hey, we're going to start this competition with League MX, right? And they're going to, they're like, we're going to play in this League's Cup thing. And it's kind of goofy, but whatever. Like, it'll be fun. It's clearly fun, right? These are big, great games, to be honest. Um, so not only do you get, you know, Champions League, CONCACAF Champions League, but you also get League's Cup. You're going to be able to play in the Open Cup, whatever it is, right? Um, so they can use that to attract more talent. And they can use that to demonstrate that our roster rules and regulations, our salary cap is not enough, uh, again, my most charitable Don Garber interpretation is that he's using some of these competitions to say, MLS owners, you need to spend more and we need to, we need to take the training wheels off. Uh, that's more charitable than I care to be Man, about the situation. The, the nicest thing. I mean, because again, <laughs> to be fair, the correct answer here is the reason why they play in this cup is because they can squeeze every last drop of money yeah. out of Mexican American yeah. fans. Yeah. That's why you do it. Right. Mm-hmm. That's why none of these games will ever be like Leeds cup. I doubt will ever be played in Mexico. Oh yeah. They're going to complain, but they'll come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because again, because ultimately, like I said, like, I don't know if there's, there's rules and regulation about how much they're able to charge. Right. But here, no, I, I doubt it. No, no, I'm, I'm talking about in, in Mexico. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Right? Because I know, like, even in, whether it's England, whether it's Germany, like, there are, like, rules set about, like, season ticket prices mm. and these types of things, like, yeah. I think from the from their federal governments, right? Versus, we don't get in the way of that here. It's a pure free mm. market as it pertains to that. And so, how can some capitalize on, on that money? And this is the next, that, that's the next phase. Because, again... MLS alone was not going to draw that Mexican-American fan out. We've, we've seen it. They've tried. Carlos Vela wasn't enough. Chicharito wasn't enough. Ajache wasn't enough. How, how well, do you draw? But, I mean, the thing is that, like, they have a really good league that, like, 
Mexican-Americans feel really tied to for good reason. It's an entertaining league. It's called League MX, yeah. right? It's the biggest soccer product in, in the in country the for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, like my, my family all loves Chivas. Why do I need to pay attention? And, and we live in, I don't know, Missouri. So why do I need to pay attention to Sporting Kansas City because they because they signed because they signed Alan Pulido? Like, what do I care about that? Like, I'm a Chivas guy. <laughs> what? Like, mm-hmm. you already have a club, well, because, right? Yeah. Well, because again, because the way that Major League Soccer has been is that it's not generally has not been organic growth. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's anyway. that's the other side of it too, right? Yeah. So. We're so far. Yeah. I mean, we're we're way off the rails again. At, at, like anytime you and I get going about the league structure, it's watch out. But <laughs> I mean, so I, I think it is relevant here to discuss, though, because this is like Chirundolo in the press conference says like, ah, oh, the refereeing was terrible, which whatever. Like it's it, it's, it's a penalty terrible. on Acosta. I don't I don't know. Yeah. Is that are that is that what you're complaining about? I don't know. Um, but. Then he talks about you know, money buys a lot of goals and he's right. Money bought a lot of subs and nobody like the MLS only has themselves to blame for mm-hmm. teams that underperform, uh, in competitions like this. Well, it's funny because, because the same owners are own other teams in other leagues and are spending incredible yeah. amounts of money. Right. Yeah. So I, anyway, it's, so that I mean, that's that's the reason for the tangent is because Dolo brought up the fact that like they don't have freedom, and it's true. Like they were, you know, they're too uh, in ML like for, in MLS terms, big money midfielders Acosta and Tillman uh, don't have it in them to go the re- the requisite amount of minutes. So you're kind of done. Uh, you're you're playing games with swing fullbacks still, right? And Palencia is coming in off an injury, and he's got to go ninety, right? Yeah, like he and he just came back, but mm-hmm. Palacios got sick, and you don't have other replacements because you have to play these silly games and look for inefficiencies in the market. Again, I don't, I, I know I'm using that term wrong. Look for, uh, oh my god, uh, look for efficiencies in the market, hidden efficiencies, right? And sign a guy that can play two ways, two guys that can play two ways at the fullback position. If you ever wanted to know why Kirk's not a an investor and he's doing a podcast (laughs) with me, that's probably why those two things switched. Um, so like MLS, MLS is the reason. MLS is the main reason that this is happening. Um, and that's fine. We we've made this bed. Now we're gonna lay in it. Whatever. Um, now let's get into you know start making changes. Monterey does, and LAFC. The one thing that bothers me the most, Josh. Is you have this good, uh, you have this good strategy for how you're going to attack this game. You go up two nothing. You're at about the 65th minute, and it's like, okay, they're starting to gain some momentum. How do we counter this? If we don't have the horses, how do we counter this? And the plan was double down on it. It's like you know, you get dealt 19, and you're like, no, hit me, I can get 21. Yeah. <laughs> Why, why are you doing this every time they get the ball free? So Monterey started to swarm more and more and more. LAFC were having more trouble building out of their own half. Anytime they did get it to Boanga, it's boom, take off on a 50 yard run with the ball. Uh, and Boanga is good at this. 
but yeah. you and I have it talked about this a lot. Not a bad thing. Right? Yeah. It earned a penalty in the first half, in the first minute of the game, right? Um, he takes off, and so often it's him running at three defenders plus a keeper. So he's going into a 1v4. And a lot of people will say, you got, he, he, you got to let him bet on himself. And I agree. He's an attacker. He's going to call his own number. A few things here. What is his advantage in that moment? He doesn't have numerical superiority. He doesn't have positional superiority. He definitely doesn't have, he's probably, he may have qualitative superiority over each of those, uh, over each of those defenders one-on-one, but we're talking about being so outnumbered that it just, it doesn't make sense. So the rest of the team is trying to, even in, even in major league soccer games, right? Where he's clearly better than, you know, like I said, it's one thing to do it against a major league soccer team. It's a whole other thing to do against the League of Mackey's team. Yeah. Right. And again, like you're saying, it just doesn't feel ultimately that there's an awareness of, of, of the game state. Yeah. Drive the ball down there. Fine. If you're one-on-one, one-on-two, maybe go for it. Let's see it. Let's see it happen. Right. But so often I feel like that ball can just be taken towards the corner and then cut back and hey, let's let's play with the ball for 30 seconds and let our defenders, our midfield who's been chasing Monterey for the past couple of minutes trying to win the ball, let's let them settle in. Let's take this ball and let's get and then let's get an attack going from there, right? Don't yeah. spread yourself too thin. Don't go crazy with it. You're up to nothing. You don't like I don't need to see center backs and all the way past the halfway uh past the center circle. I don't need to see full backs making deep runs. Just Take the ball, take the air out of the ball for a little bit. And then when it comes time to go to goal, make sure that play finishes. And what I mean by finishes, it's it's either in the back of the net or it's out of bounds somewhere, 30 rows up, just to make sure that your team can then set up. Because again, the problem that you're having is you're chasing, 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 trying to get the ball because you've given them the ball. And now they've made subs to keep the ball even better. And I know I'm going on real long. Sorry, Josh. And yeah. once you finally win it, the last thing you want to do is stretch yourself thin and go for a low risk, uh, uh, you know, a, a high risk attack with low percentage of, of success and then turn the ball over. And now you're chasing again. You're trying to both recover and then chase and turn over that ball again. And for me, that's where I struggle watching this team down the stretch, especially against a team like Monterey. Um, yeah. I mean, what what I was looking for in any of these moments is the Opogu run where he goes to the corner and he just sits on it. <laughs> right? Yeah. He chased him down to that corner, kicked the ball out of bounds, right? Like, instead of letting him the, the defender recover and be able to set up, and then now they're, another wave of attack is coming. Yeah. Right? Opoku makes him work, goes down to that corner, right? They fight for for another 10, 15 seconds. And in that 10 to 15 seconds, is anyone coming to support him on that attack? No. Mm-hmm. But what they've now done is set up in a bank of, in a perfect bank of four, you know, in a, in, a, in, in their low block. Right. Yeah. And they're, yeah. and they're not all over the place. Again, you we're not asking, you know, like I said, I think it's, it's a bit cliche and a bit easy to be, oh, we should have played a three, five, two. Oh, we should have done this. Oh, we should have done yeah. that. Right. Yeah. And I think even in the moment, I was like, man, could we have shifted into a back three to kill it off, or da da da? And I'm like, again, we've we talked that we've we've talked about this a lot in the past, where it's like, you know, I mean, we've had Vince on, right? It's like, ultimately, these are just starting points, 
right? Mm -hmm. Maybe you want to get a, another center back in there just for the size factor, but they didn't get beat on size, right? Nope. A lot of it was just they got beat on, on not an effort. I don't even think it's so much effort as it was just um, their ability to hit you relentlessly and yeah. LAFC's inability to to disrupt it, yeah. right? So like I said, it's you could we played in a block, right? The whole game, even in the beginning, and we scored two goals in that same strategy where we're letting them take possession. It's perfect. I mean, Real Madrid has won how many championships playing counterattacking football, right? I mean, Every that's time, like a thing. It's a thing yeah. that you hear. It's a cliche. Like we want to possess like Barcelona, but counterattack like Real Madrid. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so, yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm on board. I'm on board. Like, if you want to be a counterattacking team, LAFC are going to be able to, if, again, if the last three games are any indication of what you're going to get down the stretch, LAFC are going to counterattack like mad against MLS teams. Like, there's, mm -hmm. you've seen it against Juarez now. They, they ripped apart RSL, who's, again, a favorite all of a sudden in, in MLS. And then Monterey. Like you took it to them and then you ran out of gas because you have injuries and not a very deep roster, right? Relative yeah, but, to but, but in the in that same moment, right? Where was there ever a time where someone sat on the ball, took a foul, rolled around for 30 seconds, and just <laughs> mucked it up? Right. And again, yeah, I know I know we hate it, right? And but Leon just did exactly what we should have done up 2-0 in that champ in that Champions League final. Yeah. That's a fair point. Make it make it ugly, make it filthy. You're winning. There's yeah. no need to play pretty. Right? Like like again, I mean to their credit, to their credit, they're not playing pretty. Right. They're just for sure. Right. But I mean like yeah. you don't need we're not again we're not asking for you to change your philosophy. You don't we're not all of a sudden gonna go back to you know Bob Bob Bradley ball where we're having to press i mean to do all yeah. this passing and da, 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 da. no like I, i'm perfectly happy with the way that we've set this team up but once you've gotten those goals again i i need to see someone you know like i said you know go down on a foul and just make a meal of it yeah you're probably they're probably gonna end on 57 minutes of extra time but again look at how every big liga mechies games and it's gonna happen anyways there's going to be some kind of, you know, some kind of, you know, pardon my friend, some kind of shithousery something. Mm. Mm. Yeah. But we weren't willing to do any of that. And that, yeah, I think, I, like I said, was a big thing. Yeah. I And I I don't need them to conquer calf their way to a win for 35 minutes. I really don't. But uh, one, of, one of the things that you hear a lot, it, it's a bit of a cliche also, is, oh, it's, it, was, they, it was just a few moments. It's a few, you know, what happened in the big moments? Well, what happened in the big moments is Monterey scored three goals <laughs> in the last 35 minutes of the game, right? As you were, as you had moments and they did, they had, they had chances to go up three, nothing. Right. Mm -hmm. And a little bit unfortunate that like some of the shots come off, of, like a shot comes off of Mario Gonzalez and like, you know, Bowanga gets free and then it's, it's, it, you know, the keeper makes a good save or whatever. Um, you're right. There are moments. And there are moments where LAFC turns over the ball and is stretched out and is now playing catch-up defense, right? Because you didn't recognize what you should have done in that moment based on what the defense was presenting you. 
That's, mm-hmm. I think that's my biggest bone to pick, Josh, is that in those big moments, there are those mental mistakes. And like, that's fine. That like, that's the game we love. If, if they, if LAFC always got it right, it'd be boring to watch, right? There'd be no, there'd be no joy in it. You have, there has to be, uh, there has to be a little bit of, uh, of, of opposition there. And that's, that's good. That's what makes the sport interesting. Uh, yeah. But I mean, but again, like I'm going to continue on our trend of hating mixed metaphors, but continuing to use them in every podcast. Yeah. Um, We're doing it more but, and more, man. We, at some yeah. point we just got to lean into it. Yeah. But I mean, this is, this is the, the LAFC is the team that, you know, up by five points starts throwing passes when there's only 30 seconds left on the clock, like just yeah, run yeah. the ball, yeah. take a knee, do whatever you kill the clock out. <laughs> Right, like, yeah, like this yeah. is not new. Like, clock management is not new to American sports, so I can't. You know, like, I don't want to say, oh, this is a Concacaf thing, whatever. And like, no, every American sport does it in some way. You dribble the shot clock up, right? And then you run, you run a play, and then you run a you yeah. run a play at five seconds. Like, clock management is a, is a part of every coach's training, right? It's like it honestly, clock management is what separates some of the good from the best. How many how many times have you seen or heard a commentator on Monday night football, Sunday night, whatever, you're watching an NFL game and they're like, you'll hear the commentator say as the coach makes a blunder going into halftime and he gave away another possession that led to three points for the other team or whatever. And they're like, a 14-year-old on Xbox would have called the right number of timeouts. Mm-hmm. And they're hundred percent right. Now, th- please don't take this to mean that like we're we need to be calling the shots. That's not what we're saying. We Dolo, it's Dolo's job. We're not calling for his head. Uh, we're calling for the players to recognize those moments and milk them a little bit more. Go to yeah. the corner, recycle possession from there. Hold yes. on to the ball. Don't force an mm-hmm. attack when you don't have to because you're up to nothing, and they're the ones that have to chase the game. So let them chase it a little bit. Yes. It's anyway. like the, the one that we're like, again, going back to our, our American football metaphors that have no correlation whatsoever, but somehow do. It's the one we're, where they're trying to they're trying to let you score, but the guy takes a knee on the one yard line. Yeah. <laughs> because you because it's truly you know. just gonna yeah. it's possession. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like you're maximizing possessions, you're maximizing the time that they don't have in the ball, but you're also disrupting the flow of the game. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the thing is when what you can never let happen is for the other team to continue to find momentum in those moments. And mm-hmm. what teams that, that kill games off do best again, is not necessarily possess the ball all the time. They're not, they're not laying the other team for 35 minutes, right? It's, it's purely for, right. It's purely for, um, what's it called? Purely to, have a recognition and just kill that game off in a way that again, that like I said, it's just, you just have to be smart in those. And again, it's 30 seconds, but it gives your, gives your, your defense time to recover, to sit back, to find their balance for, for healing to reorganize the lines. But again, the last 35 minutes just felt frantic. Yeah. Right. And again, if, and the last and the entire game against Leon felt frantic yeah. and, the game, you know, against Tigres in the in the previous CCL felt frantic. Again, like I said, this it's a common thread. Where it's like you said, I, like maybe it's a matter of the roster built in. If you have more expensive players, maybe they don't make those same mistakes. 
right? And maybe that's why you can't play you. It's hard to play or Daz and it's hard to play Duenas in those same situations, but you know, again, they like, hopefully this is a lesson learned, but I'll, again, I think there's, there's something to be said about again, just a lack of game state. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, like I thought LAFC across the board played well, executed well. There's really not a whole lot of complaints. Like, you know, some weird things happen, right? Kellen Acosta gives away a penalty. Like, bro, that's soccer. That's the way this game goes, right? A ball comes off of the outside of Palencia's foot and goes in the back of the goal. That's soccer. Like, it sucks that both those things happen in one game. Um, but, like, that kind of stuff happens. You got to win that first header on that corner kick that, that goes in for the own goal. That's that's really the the key to it is you got to win that first header. Um, but like, I don't know it, uh, it again sucks that we lost, but I, I think, uh, I'm still really encouraged with the way they've played in the past okay. three games and looking forward to the end of the season. I'm like, all right, this team, this, this team has some juice, right? I thought Mario Gonzalez looked good. I think he's taken a lot of heat for blocking that shot. Uh, and people are like, ah, oh, he didn't do much. And. It's like, look, if you don't see him shooting from weird angles and generating a lot of power and like getting into good spots, then like that's, I mean, that's okay. You don't recognize it, but like that dude, that dude had a, a solid game. He looks good. He he looks as, as advertised. Um, He's in the right positions more often than not. Right? Yeah, and, yeah. And again, not necessarily on the ball, but off the ball to spread the field, right? This is yeah. what we've been waiting to see. Right, it's yeah. a guy that doesn't get in Vuanga's way, that won't get in Carlos's way, that doesn't get the that again. Is Who took the shot that of came him. off him? <laughs> only got one guy's way today, or on Friday. Is it Bogus? I don't. I don't remember who it was. Who, to be honest, but yeah. yeah. Anyway, Bogus, just class in the midfield. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, the, the first six. You heard it. Just, you heard it here first. By the way, mm-hmm. on the counter press, that the dude is a midfielder. So please. Please leave him there. But um, yeah, a solid game. I, I thought I thought everybody performed well. Uh, again, Torundolo's idea for the game, apparent idea for the game, was good. Worked really well uh, until the end when it didn't, and he didn't make any changes. Um, well, he made some changes. At that point, the game was like you know he, his hands are tied because again, who does he go to in the midfield? Mm-hmm. Who did you go to? Like he's basically just like this guy needs a sub, and it's yeah. one for one. That's all I got right. on the bench. But right. again, I think to come back to another one of the criticisms, right? It's like, do you, if you kill the game off and you make it ugly, are you are is your midfield that that dead? If you're constantly allowing them opportunities to recover by yeah. slowing by right, by right, disrupting right. the flow of the game. Like I, I just needed to see someone kick it seventy yards yeah. into the stands. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I it's it's a it it's a fair point that you know if you're if you're going to go for it, the play needs to finish. If you're going to sell Ooh. out and everybody's going to make a seventy yard run to try and catch a Dubuanga, that ball needs to go out or in the Ooh. goal or at least into the keeper's hands, right? You can't yeah. just turn it over carelessly for it to be rammed back down. Well, it's like if you, if you have a one on four, recognize that it's probably, you probably don't have the numbers. Yeah. Now dribble it to the corner. And then when they push you, you fall on top of the ball and you roll around the road, you know, you do your yeah. thing. Right? Or just but, recycle it back. Yeah. Whatever you can do. Yeah. You know, All I'm right. still in, I'm in still in favor of the dark arts, Kirk. 
Yeah, I, I'm just I'm just saying, don't do that at 65 minutes. When you get to the 85th, absolutely. And I think no, they scored their third score. in like the in like the 89th minute, right? 89th. Yeah. Is that was that when it was? Mm-hmm. They scored the second at the 80th and the third in the 89th. So in the 70th, 75th, 15 minutes left in that game, you should be. I'm telling you, that's when they should have came out already. Yeah. 75th minute is 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 about the time that you really want to start uh, getting a bit ridiculous, making long subs, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, and then, especially once they score that second goal, like, and that by that time the game is out of hand. So they score that second goal. They come all the way back in the 80th minute. All you got to do is hold, hang on for 10 minutes, right? You don't got to open yourself up trying to chase the game. Like at that point, the best case scenario is go to penalties. Yeah, like that's what you're gonna do after after the half you've just had. Mm-hmm. And the lack of and the lack of substitution pieces that you have. So, anyway, uh, ready to get to questions here, Josh? Let's do it. Okay. There's a lot. <laughs> um, Tom Camilleri to, uh, sends in a video. It's just uh, Krusty the Crab. What the hell was that? <laughs> so <laughs> I think we, uh, I think we effectively covered what it was what it wasn't um ultimately it's unfortunate at gomez jr no takeaways just where the f was vela and palacios a real question though why did it take so long to sub in tillman for a cost i'm gonna leave that one to you josh yeah so obviously vela's still coming up injury like there's i think yep you're looking at the long game i mean again maybe people don't want to hear that because he's gone at the end of the year anyways but you're not going to push a guy that doesn't like it seemed from all intents and purposes, it seemed like they did everything they could to see if he would be ready for the game. And it just wasn't Palacios got sick. I think the day of the game, yeah. right. Yeah. And they couldn't go. So again, how effective are they really going to be? What are you going to do? I'm not, I'm not going to be mad about that again. And again, with Tillman, because he's coming up, he missed the last game, right? He wasn't even available for the last game. We don't know the level his fitness level, where at what amount they have him tagged for availability. So again, when we're dealing with some of those those ex, extenuating circumstances, it's really hard for me to put any blame on the player and or even the coaching staff for that matter for that, right? And again, we're in in those cases like we did earlier, we're going to place that blame solely on the league for putting you in a situation where you're not you don't have a roster that's deep enough that that really becomes a problem. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ben Cox, midfield issues aside, starting a cold striker who clearly doesn't know the team's tendencies versus the kid who proved himself in the last two matches seems poor judgment. Gonzalez looked good, but lots of misread runs and passes, which is to be expected day one. So uh, again, I'm going to give Gonzalez some grace here. I know that we're all going to give him some leeway and it is frustrating that they have to integrate him, but like, let's go back to the real root cause of this, right? Like, why are you having to do this? Well, Carlos Vela is injured yet again, right? Like at some point, I don't, I don't want to do this. I really don't like, I don't, I don't want to have to talk about this stuff, but at some point it's like, all right, you played a ball over the top and got yourself injured. There's a great ball that he played over the top. I believe we scored off of that one. Didn't we? Mm-hmm. Um, I think. yeah, that little chip over to Buanga yeah. against Juarez. And it's kind of like, Ah, like if you're going to be injuring yourself on 
little ticky tack things like this. Can we afford to pay you the money that we're paying you next year? Um, so Vela's out, right? You've had to move guys around. You you know you made an opportunistic sale with with Opoku. You got a league record amount of funny money for it. You're not going to start Krostev because he's just a kid, right? And you have Buke. He's integrated into the system. Um, you're not going to do. You're not going to go Bogic up front because, as we know, he's all a midfielder, and that's where he played. And he's looked great there. So it's like, do you go with Ordaz or Gonzalez, right? And for me, that's a big moment. And I, like we've we've cheered a lot for for Nathan Ordaz, but I don't know if that game is the one that you want him coming into uh, as a, as a starter. I don't know. I, I think there's a decent argument to be made for it. Like he's the one that's been around, even if he is young. Whatever he'll figure it out. But um, you're in a, you're in a tough spot there. Yeah, I mean, again. This it's one of those ones where it's like I don't know if it if it really changes it the game that much because you're again with Gonzalez starting you're up two nothing. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. The issue wasn't that Gonzalez. Like, does he prevent you from going up four nothing? I don't know. Right, but it it certainly wasn't the reason why it was two one and then two two and then three two. Right. Like yeah. again, yeah. in our opinion. And take it for what it's worth, right? We're two guys that aren't stock investors, apparently, and we are just talking <laughs> about random stuff on the podcast. Um, but it, again, I do think that it was a matter, you know, again, we've talked about it, it's the matter of just a lack of game awareness, yeah. right? And, and then just the understanding of the moment and what you could do differently. And again, hopefully they learn from it. It's been three or four times this has happened now, so you would hope that they would figure it out at some point yeah um but yeah all right lionel huts brutal loss especially having to sit and listen to the league mx fans celebrate around me but despite the result i appreciate the effort the players put forward wasn't a lack of effort or passion just failed to finish some great chances man did we miss vela today yeah if you have a different sub there that you can make uh i mean krastev is the first sub that comes in for puke and Kid seems fine, but like he's not Carlos Vela, right? And yeah, you know, and, and you I are think, missing and you're him. Playing, it does seem like you're also playing out of position because I I was told he was a midfielder, right? Yeah, yeah. So again, is this another one of these situations where because of your your the way we've had to build the roster that we're playing guys in positions that they're capable but not excelling at, right? Versus yeah. if Vela's if Vela's available, do your is your front line now, right? Vela. Buanga, Gonzalez, then your two forwards off the bench are Buke and Ordaz, yeah. Yeah. right? And then when you need to make subs in the midfield, you're going to have Krostev or Tillman come on for Acosta, mm-hmm. or, or Acosta slides back to the six. If yeah, Krostev come comes in for Acosta early, Tillman comes in for Bogush late, who Bogush, for as good as he as he was, did look tired at the yeah, end. Yeah, I mean, he's played... The last two games, he's gone 90, right? And yeah. I believe, yeah. or has played the majority of the games and, you yeah. know, and was doing a fair amount of running. He's the guy that's, he's the re- the big reason why you score those two goals as well. Yeah. Right. Or, you know, so, you know, again, that I, it's hard to put it on anyone. But it's hard to put it on any individual, 
in this case, it just feels like it's purely a matter of their understanding as a team as at the, at the end of the day. Yeah. Definitely want to see Carlos healthy throughout the rest of the season. Uh, they're going to need it. And I want to see, I want to see him string games together where he's healthy mm-hmm. uh, before next year. Uh, LAFC obsessed MLS imposed lack of depth killed us just like the Leon game when we couldn't, uh, when we also couldn't field our, all our starters also as great as 3252 are the opposite side of the stadium was quiet, was library quiet, just no home field advantage at all. The season is slipping away, but we could still win the cup. Uh, I mean, I think they've, I think they've righted the ship on some of this. So I'm going to push back a little bit on this. Uh, and I think they only sold uh, specific sections of the Rose Bowl, right? I don't think mm-hmm. they, yeah. So I, I don't know. It's, it's tough to. On short notice, it felt like they fit, they were understanding that they weren't going to sell it. But again, it still kind of sticks because like, why are you even in that situation to begin with? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at Yo-Yo Torre, same old LAFC, man. There's always something that hurts the team from going all the way with these international tournaments. LAFC choked in less than 30 minutes, and I'm not surprised. No Velo, no Palacios. They had to move pieces just to finally add a number nine who isn't ready. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's again, lack of depth, lack of, lack of quality options, right? And that mm-hmm. is by design by the league. And the, I think the most infuriating thing for me when it comes to MLS fandom is that people so often will allow you to, uh, to troll their team, to troll their franchise. But if you say anything negative about the league, they lose it. They go crazy. Like, do you just not want local soccer? Well, of course I do. There's plenty of local soccer all over the place, right? Yeah. It doesn't mean it like MLS has had staying power. That's a good thing. Well, the weird it doesn't thing mean is that like, everything they do is perfect. Or, yeah, I mean, or in, fact, in the best interest, it does feel it does feel like mainstream soccer has done more to kill local soccer than to bring it up. Yeah, Ab- absorb it, right? Like, like mm-hmm. they just absorb things, right? And so, um, this is this is by their own making, and it's like. So for me, when I hear when I hear Chirundolo, who works for a league owner, right? The LAFC owners are actually just LAFC operators. They own the league, right? He works for an owner of the league. So it's it's like, dude, I that's what this league is, and like, talk to them, talk to them, and may, I mean, I I'm glad he's public about it. I think more MLS managers should be. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's, it is frustrating. Uh, Lex at three deuce, five deuce. We had the team to beat them four nil, maybe even five nil. We weren't pressing as hard in the second half and took our foot off the gas. Two O is the worst score line in football. We needed it. We needed to score the third and we had the chances. That's on a side note. We are lucky to have the knee. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's, been incredible man when he is on he is he's unstoppable unless you put four defenders in his way <laughs> yeah i can and and again i think part of him continuing to be unstoppable is probably also him being more cognizant of again of the of, and aware of what's happening 
yeah, yeah. Right. Right. And, and he's got to know better in those moments. Just, just kill it off. Yep. Uh, next one is from at Yoyo Tori again. Enough with Vela. He's good, but LAFC needs a DP who isn't injured. Missed plenty of games last season. How many will he miss this season? That'd be interesting to go back and look at like how many games he's missed in the last two or three seasons total. Um, but but again, that's that's it's what's to be expected with an aging superstar. But the league hamstrings you in the same way, right? It's like yeah, like again, I don't. Not everyone is going to be indestructible in the way that Messi has been over the course of his career or Ronaldo or wherever it may be. Like, guys get hurt. Sometimes it's yeah. through no fault of their own, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes, in the case of Carlos Vela, it probably is through a little bit more of his fault in terms of his general... It's not... I don't know. Disdain? No, it's not disdain. It's more... Yeah. We, we've talked about this, right? It's Nonchalant. So, yeah, towards you know, in in terms of his approach, right? Yeah. Like LeBron has staying power because he works really hard and does those different things. Carlos Vela has other priorities, so be it. But we don't have, we can't just replace him, right? And again, the league just doesn't allow you to do it. I'm sure if we could go out and just if if you if you let if you let the owners, they probably would have just bought Chuki right now, and you don't have to worry about it. And Vela rides off into the sunset, but. Yeah. You're gonna to have to wait an extra six months or whatever it is, you know. Like, you know, and who knows if they if that's even the move. But you know, it's just one of those situations where again, it's a, it's a self inflicted wound from the league. Yeah. Justin at thirty three W. Hope it's the hope that kills me. Yes, we choked, but Rayados was always going to win this game. Our midfield just isn't built to defend. So a couple of things here. Uh, that is a choke job, one hundred percent. Right. And they like Rayados are favored to win and they probably do win most of the time. Right. Uh, so getting your hopes up, getting like invested, like, Oh, it's getting closer. We might, we might make it to a final. We might, we might play against Messi in a big Epic final. You know, it, you, you get closer and closer and closer. And it's like, okay, this has happened. So you do invest in the cash cup. Right. Um, and then that gets dashed. The one thing that I will say is I have no room to complain about the midfield not being able to complain, uh, not being able to defend very well. Well, There are extenuating circumstances where Acosta's hurt, Ilya's old, you don't have a backup for him, right? All the midfield subs are hurt, whatever. Um, But for me, I do a lot of harping on the midfield. And it's because so often I feel like that's the only profile midfielder that Americans look for. The engine guy, just run, run, run into the ground, push everything, drive the ball, just go, just go, just go, just go. Defense, offense, whatever, just go. Um, and I don't like that type of midfield. There's a, there's a cliche. It's now a cliche. It used to not be right. A lot of South Americans used to talk about uh, protagonists on the field being the protagonists, both individually and as a team. And if you want to be a protagonist, somebody that attacks with the ball, somebody that holds onto the ball, uses it against opponents, um, you need that kind of midfielder. So that's where like my disdain for so many American midfielders comes from, right? And so many MLS midfielders is like so oftentimes you see just this the Revolte midfield that's out there, just it there, it's just a bunch of destroyers. That's it. That's the profile we look for. Um so I for one. 
have no room to talk about that. Josh, if you want to add anything to Justin's <laughs> comments about midfield not being able to defend. I mean, again, like you get what you asked for, right? And like, yeah, I get it as it pertains to major league soccer. Like it's the midfield you need, right? Because the majority of teams that you're going to play are ones that are going to give you the ball and then you're going to have to attack. Yeah. yeah. Right. And we've, and again, we've called for to have guys like Prostep, to have guys like, uh, Bogush on the team, right? To be able to actually do something with it, right? Like, if we wanted defenders, K and Blessing would still be on the roster, right? As it pertained to what what the goal is. The question is, like I said, is there the only reason why we don't have a defender defending midfielder on top of their other midfielders is the roster is ultimately the roster yeah. regulations. Yeah. Yep. Donuts at Steely Zidane. A whopping ten minutes of added time. Dolo decides to sub in the bigs and just lob it forward for low percentage chances. I mean, again, in his defense, I don't know who else he subs. I really mm-hmm. don't. I like at that point, who do you bring in? Uh, I did think it was funny. That's like Aaron Long's playing striker. Mamadou Falls playing striker. Like everybody's just up there and it is you're like lobbing the ball in. Uh, I still feel like there's like at this point, you're down three, two in stoppage time. And I'm like, you guys got to get some, you guys got to get more crosses. Like if that ball, if you're on the right wing with the ball anywhere near it, that ball goes in. Mm-hmm. I don't care who you are. Like I don't care if you're left footed Giorgio Chiellini. That ball is getting whipped in from the right side. Yeah. Right. They made the sub and then didn't execute the game plan. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, strange. you really got to lean into lumping that ball into the box and go straight up Barnsley ball. See, you know, pray for a miracle type of thing. Uh, Luis, uh, are we going to blame this? Uh, are we going to blame this on Steve or are we throwing players under the bus? Steve said something at half and that changed the game. Uh, I, I mean, I, again, I thought the players executed fairly well. I think we didn't make enough changes early enough. And like there are mitigating circumstances where Steve kind of has his hands tied on, on what he can do in the midfield. Um, and as far as him saying something at the half, I, I think I think Monterey's the one that said something at the half and and changed it. I don't know, Josh. Yeah, again, I I think there's so many mitigating circumstances here that I think I think this is a it's both a success and failure of the whole, less so much individuals, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Somber Amarath, nothing. I'll let Coach Orion talk for me. Coach Orion of D3, the Mighty Ducks fame, that no lead is safe. Um, it's Gordon Bombay or nothing here, so <laughs> I'm going to play the video on it. Uh, I, I do I do love uh, that Somber oftentimes like has these like these uh, like pop culture references to coaches. I think, I think it's a lot of fun. So keep sending it's them in. a deep cut of deep cuts. Yeah, absolutely. Go the, into, the mighty go ducks the that, no one, that no one watched. That's the one where they're in college, right? No, it's high school. Oh, it's high. It's like a boarding school. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. But it felt a lot like college. Got it. The Got way it. that it was portrayed. Well, it's like one of those weird things where they have college age actors or like 30 year old actors that are supposed to be in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christian A. I don't know if this person's ever tweeted in before, uh, which is kind of cool. Mario's lack of chemistry was a liability. Hopefully, this doesn't affect his confidence going forward. I think he. I think he's a professional guy. I like. I think yeah. he'll he'll get it together. And I think I think within a couple 
a couple months, we're all going to be singing songs about him. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, they were, go ahead. My, they were up to nothing while he was in the game. So yeah, yeah. If that was if that was him not being jailed in and and it not working, I'm excited to see Sign what it looks up. like when yeah, what it looks Juan like. Juan Pablo Marquez. I've yet to see Dolo show some passion and fire on the sideline where games matter most. This is the time you need your coach to be vocal. We missed our chances and the subs weren't the right ones. You need experience on the field. Why ever take Bogus out? Uh, I'm not. I did think he was tired at the end of that game. Uh, and I think he did end up subbing it around the 90th minute uh, when it was like a big triple sub or something like that at the end. Um, I did notice that Dolo did get fired up in like the 97th minute when Ordaz was hauled down from behind. <laughs> And it's like, all right, well, a red card doesn't do you any good here, dude. Like, he should. Uh, but you know, it's he—he he is a bit of a of a Zen master, so uh, I do love to see him boil over every once in a while. The bank one twenty one reminded me of the twenty twenty CCL final. Oof, yeah, where you blow a, a lead against a league MX team in yeah. a cavernous stadium. <laughs> that's actually yeah. that's actually really good. The more yeah. that I think about it. It, I mean, it, it's hard to argue that, right? Um, and again, I, I do think some of the same underlying issues apply here again, right? Yeah. As it pertains to just just an understanding of of how to. But again, back then you could blame it on the inexperience, right? This is now your, you know, this is your fourth big game, you know, fourth or fifth shot at a big, you know, in a big, yeah, yeah. in a big moment, and oh, can't get it. Lavanda Popular. Uh, yeah, Logan just doesn't even care about the game, man. What is the name of Kirk's cat? Uh, it is Gio Reyna. Well, it's Gio. Gio Kinsey. Uh, after Gio Reyna, my kids named him. Uh, we had a second cat up until about three months ago who got snatched by coyotes. Uh, and his name was Diego of Diego Rossi fame. Um, so, I was about to say, go. if you name your cat Gio, is that why he keeps... Like throwing fits outside the door. Yeah, he he's actually he he's when, actually right now. A couple days ago, he came home limping. I think he jumped over a fence wrong or something. He's, he's been limping around for like three days, so it's actually really fitting. <laughs> he hates Greg Berhalter too, just like me. So I love that cat. Uh, El Mago. As much as I love Acosta, he's been a liability the last few games. We seem to give away possession so easily. Like we want to give the ball away. Uh, too much reliance on Vela and Bowanga. Bogush looks really great at mid and needs to stop playing forward. I think, yeah, I think that ship has sailed. I think he's stuck in the midfield. Uh, I think Acosta is going to take some more time. I, th- I think it's clear that he's still trying to get back to fitness, but yeah. I'm willing I mean, to give Acosta, him some grace. I think Acosta has a very distinct role on this team. Yeah. That, and again, I think there's, but again, when you're having to play him there on short rest without much of, with mu- without much behind him, yeah, you're gonna yeah. in in short rest, right? Like in that's what three games and you know, and I know they had some rest, but they've been playing every four days or whatever it is, right? So yeah, yep. Darmalia, so many things. Midfield was sitting back in the second half and not stepping forward on the counterattack. Defensively, they were giving so much space to Monterey to pass the ball around. Just felt like there was such a huge difference on how we played in the first half. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think, I think they kind of kept it the same again. I think, I think that's largely, uh, one of those moments where it's, it's the, the opposing team, uh, the opposing team, sorry, imposes their will on you. Uh, and like, they didn't have it in the second half. They really didn't. 
Well, I mean, even in the first half, like I said, I, I I think we were down like 70 to 30 possession or some of that, right? So they they, yeah. they were inviting Monterey to have possession. I think they were just smarter about how they went about their counterattacks. And, and also, again, in the second half when they made their adjustment, were we able to kill off the game? And the answer yeah. was no. Uh, I like this one. At Hollywood underscore 17. It's like we forgot how to play with an eye because I saw no connection at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, like LAFC's been playing with an extra midfielder, right? They've really been playing like a four-four-two, like four-diamond, really wide front two, like with mm-hmm. wingers basically for so long. Um, so, I, like, it's uh, I, I think I do think once they figure it out with Gonzalez, it's gonna be it's gonna be good. Alan Kine. Tactical acumen matters. Sorry, maybe you'll blast me for this, but Steve is who he is. Solid MLS coach with strong MLS roster. That's it. Twice stepped up to superior team tactically with speed, technical ability, and ability to pass the midfield. Twice schooled. A special season that just isn't. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, um, I do. It's, it's still hard for me to come down on like, you know, like a Steve out type of. <laughs> comment not that that's what alan is saying i don't want to put words in his mouth but um man's won a lot of games he's performed really well yes he does have a good roster um but he set them up in ways that i feel like maximize a lot of their talents and again the fact that they are so surgical oftentimes when they're rested when they have everybody leads me to believe that they're doing something right um not always the way that i would do it but again i'm not I'm not a professional manager, so. Nor a stock investor, Kirk. Yeah, right. Uh, Not letting that one go, Josh. Uh, LAFC Eric 420. We dominate up until we made our, or we dominated up until we made our subs, Josh. Yeah, I mean, again, I mean, but that comes down to what subs did you really have to make comparatively to what Montre was bringing on the field, right? So, you know, the, the, the questions of depth, the questions of, of, Roster construction, all these different things. Again, you, this, I, I do think that this team is primed and ready to wreck the rest of Major League Soccer. Yeah, are they are they ready for this moment against a Monterey team that has a lot at their disposal? Maybe, probably not. Yeah, without right. without having sacrificed everything else the way that Seattle had to to win the same competition. Yeah. Right? yeah. Uh, this is a listener we haven't heard in a while. Uh, at e hate one hate, you can't continue to play counterattack against Monterey, and it seems that nobody was going to, uh, nobody was used to, to seeing Gonzalez on the back post. McCarthy not being able to pass out of the back is getting to me now. Ah, I've got, I've got to this person, Josh. <laughs> uh, Fine tune this squad before the playoffs, please. I, I do think they're going to put it together again. The fact that it's Monterey uh, mitigates a lot of like the way I feel about this game. Um, because I do think I do think you have to play it safe and bunker and counter against a team that is that much better than you, uh, technically and qualitatively. So like, I'm I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Uh, I, again, would I have loved to see them let it breathe a little bit more in the second half once they finally get on the ball? Absolutely. But mm-hmm. here we. I are. mean, again, we've seen Real Madrid bunker and counter their way to several champions league yeah, trophies yeah, right. right so yeah. again there's a there's a time and a place to do it but again i think there's there's a you have to you have to just be able to put it all together when it's coming and that's where lafc is still lacking at 
like at that highest level. Yeah. Um, but again, I do think they're in prime position to do something special yeah. in the second half. Yeah. All right. That's it. You can follow the show at counterpress underscore. You can follow me at Kirk Kinsey, Josh. LFC Josh on X. There it is. We will talk to you all. I don't know when the next game is. Who knows? Uh, the 20th <laughs> against Colorado. The 20th. Okay. A full week of rest uh, from today. Today we're recording on Sunday and uh, back at it. Last time they had a lot of rest. It looked really good. We will talk to you all then. Good night.